What's up, everybody? It's your boy, DQ. It's so different here. This is Affairs of the Heart, episode number three, season two. <laughs> so, we trying to switch it up a little bit. I wanted Aaron to open it up. I feel like I always open the show. You know, I'm trying to bear the weight a little bit. You know, share the load. But he likes the way that I open the show, Aaron. Well, you know, in my radio show, I always open the show. So we it feels not, good to have someone. Your, we not it feels on your good radio show. someone else do it. We not on your radio show, friend. Look how loud my levels are. You're so low. Uh, anyway, so welcome to Affairs of the Heart, season two, episode three. Um, first and foremost, guys, you know you can find us on sodebonier.com. Actually, you can find us on the Affairs of the Heart podcast.com. Now. You can also find us on the Affairs of the Heart dot com podcast.com. Okay, yes. I'm gonna get that right. I'm so glad you I couldn't get Affairs of the Heart dot com because that's a movie. I didn't even know that. Is it really? Yes. Wow. So yeah. I never knew that, but that's actually a movie. So I couldn't purchase that one, but we are the Affairs of the Heart Podcast dot com. There we go. So make sure you find us. And that will take you to SoDebonair.com. And still is so But I want y'all to use the Fears of the Heart Podcast.com um, because this is the Fears of the Heart Podcast. Alright, so new website. And make sure you guys are logging on to the YouTube page and subscribing so we can make you guys more content because I want to make sure we have some good following before we start po- posting a lot of content. Mm. So what we do do is we take what we record afterwards and I chop it down and I give y'all clips of what y'all could have, tease y'all a little bit. Okay. And then once we start getting enough followers or subscribers, we're going to give you guys some really great content. Okay. I think we do great. It's actually, we, we will record the podcast and then we go to our YouTube channel and record our live recording. Um... We're not live. It's not live. Forget. Well, YouTube. Yeah. No, yeah, it's not live. It's not live. Um. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. First and foremost, uh, we want to say thank you for this past week. Our last episode, episode two of season two, yes. is the most uh most streams we've had, streams in, a we've had in a week, in which a is week, awesome. Yeah. We are at 183. This is new because I didn't even see this number yet today. Oh, okay. We're at 183 streams of the last show. 183 streams yes. of the last show. Of the last show. So we are aware. We are over 2,000 streams altogether. Okay. We are at a point where we are about 250 people who listen to our podcast consistently. Wow. So thank in you. less than two months. Thank you for all 250 listeners. We appreciate you. We honor you. We thank you. You're great. Keep listening. But our number for the last week was 463. 463 people had listened to our last episode. No, to all of our streams. All of the streams. Like, they listened to all of them at the same time. Gotcha. So that means new people are coming in. Well, we welcome. And they're listening to all the shows. Take your shoes off when you come in the house. Kick off the shoes and relax. (laughs) (laughs) But we appreciate everyone that listens and everyone that shares, um, everyone that follows, everybody that comments, um, everybody. I think people are getting us. They get their, they're learning who we are. Absolutely. And I think that they are getting us and we appreciate each and every one of you. But we want to jump and We appreciate you guys too. Oh, and I want to say this. Uh-oh, so, 
I wanted to come up with a name for our listeners, right? I think I would talk to you about this before. No. You know, no. Beyonce has the beehive. Oh, here we go. Rihanna has the baby. And so I want our listeners to be called uh, the Heartbeats. The Heartbeats? Yes. I actually like it. So, hashtag the Heartbeats. Yes. Right. If you are a heartbeat and you're listening, <laughs> we appreciate you. Make sure that when you comment, you hashtag heartbeats. Absolutely. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, if you do it on Facebook, we'll find it. But I think our listeners should be the heartbeats because... I like that. They, those are the fears of the heart. I mean, I don't think that we've done anything to warrant like being a Rihanna or Beyonce, but hey, we're the heartbeats. Well, I mean, I am a Virgo. Beyonce is a Virgo, Here so we, we kind of... We the, got that. The correlation. <laughs> right. I'm a September Virgo. She's a September Virgo. Are you gonna keep going? She's on the second. I'm on the twenty second. I mean, she's on the fourth. I'm on the twenty second. You got it. And two plus two equals four. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're gonna find a way. I actually sit down and think about these things. Oh my gosh! Someone said, "I love your podcast, but I'm not a part of the Beehive." I said, "You, you." You silenced them? Is that what you did? I was kind of confused. Like, I mean, and why not? <laughs> Lord, don't pay Aaron no mind. We appreciate each and every one of you, whether you're a fan or a heartbeat or you're part of the Beehive. Welcome to A Phase of the Heart. Now, if you're not a part of the Beehive, I don't know if I appreciate you, but Dwayne does. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. Let's and jump you right got to be a black card member. You could be just a card member like Dwayne. I'm just a card member. I appreciate her. I'm heart. a black card member. He is a card member. Here we go. Come on. You you got the first topic for this Okay, episode. so we're going to switch it around this week. Yes. I want to talk about relationships and the way I'm going to do with the sex stuff. Oh, boy. So the first thing I want to talk about is pathological liars. Ooh. And I want to know from our listeners, have you ever encountered someone who just voluntarily lies to you? All right. So let me give some... Some deets okay. from the website, the internet, okay. to give you some understanding the, of the pathology. World Wide Web. Yes, there's a song called World Wide Woman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, if you're unfamiliar with a pathological liar, a pathological liar is an individual who chronically tells grandiose lies that may stretch or exceed the limits of believability. While most people lie or at least bend the truth occasionally, Pathological liars do so habitually, meaning repeatedly. Whether or not pathological lying should be considered a distinct psychological disorder is still debated within the medical and academic community. So, pathological dysfunction. (sighs) Like, I don't understand why someone would just like call you out of the blue. There's no reason for you to tell the lie, but you just call. Me, out of all people. Wait, wait. And you know I'm a Virgo. That's a little specific. Well, I'm just saying. Okay. Because, you know, the person that called might listen. Uh, I give her false fat ass. Okay. Ooh. All right. You call me and you voluntarily <laughs> lie to me about something. And, like, I'm not going to go into what you lied about. But it's like, we don't even talk on the regular. There's no point of you having to lie to me. But you voluntarily lied to me. So I think here's here's one thing I, I will say because reading this a normal lie versus a pathological lie let's let's kind of break let's, this down let's break it down so that people understand the difference between the two right okay. so most people occasionally tell normal lies as a defense like is this cute girl 
A defense mechanism. Adapt. <laughs> let me finish what I'm saying. I'm just giving examples while you're doing it. Well, that. let me finish it and then okay. you give an example. <laughs> a normal lie as a defense mechanism to avoid consequences of the truth. It was like that when I found it, right? So you're avoiding the consequences of the truth. Um, it was like that when I found it. That's like a, like, so for example, if you walked in and, and saw something broken that belonged to you and I'm standing there in the middle of it mm-hmm. and I said, oh, it was like that when I found, I found okay. it, that would be the consequences, uh, avoiding the consequences of telling the truth. Okay. I might've broken it, but I don't, I'm, tr- I don't trust you. Go ahead. I'm avoiding the consequences <laughs> of the truth, right? When a lie is told to cheer up a friend or spare another I'm person's for feelings. Part. Yes. Your haircut looks great. Yes. Even though it looks terrible. Come on, guy. It may be considered a strategic falsification. Absolutely. Um, so that that's that's another example. You of now this is out of public in front of people for me. I will say it in front of my friend in front of people. Now behind closed doors, I will say friend. Do you have any wigs at home? <laughs> like <laughs> Would you let your friend walk out the house looking at me? Um, if you are if you are set on what you have on, like can't nobody tell you nothing. I'm gonna be little Nas X. Little Nas X. We're going on the old town road. <laughs> go on, girl. just go on what you got on. But when the next day when they talking about you, I'm gonna say, well, I did want to say, but you were set on that. But you're not gonna defend your friend. In I would defend my friend in the public okay. to the people who are talking about it. But I am going to tell you behind closed doors, not in front of you people, look a fool. that boo, you look like boo boo and the fool. <laughs> I'm sorry, that one took me out. Um, so pathological liars basically just tell lies just to tell lies. For no, I want the cuss. Ooh, for no reason. You upset, friend? Because this has recently happened to me, and it's like you called me. We don't even talk. But you called me and lied to me for no reason at all. So let's break that down. Do you think that the person called to tell you a lie to know that they were trying to get on this, a, a particular side of yours? Maybe like a good side, bad side? I think side. because I find out everything that this person does, mm. they called me to like try to smooth it over before I figured it out. But you've already figured it out. But one thing about me... I know everything. And not like I know everything, but between me and this person, like, it's almost like I can feel you doing some bullshit. Well, when they opened their mouth, it was... I mean, before my phone rang, I felt bullshit was calling me. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just like... So you can look at the caller ID on I mean, your when phone. I mean, when you call like, it, I'm like, first of all, we haven't talked this long, so bullshit's coming. No, well, like, you see them I calling. I the phone, and when you say your name, I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. Hey, bullshit, what you doing? Oh, uh, I'm going to tell you some bullshit. <laughs> I just how I feel. So you see their name on your phone when it pops up. I don't need to change the name of my phone to bullshit. To bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Just change it to like little shit emoji. Like boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And change my name and his phone to fool. Because he thinks I'm the fool. You, you the fool. Yeah. So, okay. Pathological liars. Okay. Like, here's the thing. One of the things that I personally have had to work on, I know I used to tell lies all the time. Just exactly. and but my my perspective, listen, listen, from my perspective, it was to tell the to, to spare someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't want to because Sagittarius have a very 
sharp tongue and like a blunt mouth. Okay. We like to just say it like it is. And we don't really have a filter most of the time. We will say what most people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's it's usually not good. So to offset that, I would always like kind of just lie to people. Okay. As I've gotten older, I've realized, you know what? I don't have to. Because what, what would happen is I would tell a lie and then forget the lie that I told. Oh. And end up telling the truth anyway. I'm good with my lie. <laughs> That's why I would end up I'm telling the truth. I'm going to see my shit to the end. Right. I would end up telling the truth then it'd be like, well, damn. Okay. So I just stopped lying. Now, if you're dating me, don't listen to this. <laughs> um, but I really, I want to go a little bit deeper into this. Okay. So as a gay man, right, do you feel like we're programmed to lie? No. I would. I don't believe that. Okay. It's, why one, don't of those, you feel it's like, one of those learned behaviors. But, why that don't you, people, but do you feel like gay men are learned to lie? No. I feel like why no? I feel like lying is a learned behavior, just like racism is a learned behavior. Okay, so I feel like this. I feel like as gay men, we've been lying for a long time, especially coming from the generation we come from. Why? Because gay wasn't normal then. So we were lying to our parents, to our friends, and our entire life about us being gay. Right? I don't think. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Give me a second! Give me a second! Okay. All right. So I feel like. We are kind of in a space now where we're kind of free. So we don't have to lie. And some people automatically adapt to it. And some people are still trying to figure out whether or not they can be who they are or not. And I see this with a lot of people where, like, people like us, like, be like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm, I am who I am. But there's some people who, like, they still kind of struggle with it because they don't know if. Like, even when they go to their job, like, they don't go in and be like, they don't go in and say, hey, people ask, are you gay? Like, well, I got to tell you that. Like, it's like, it's a defense mechanism. Well, I, versus me, I got much, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I fucked this boy last night. I'm cool. Like, let's, everybody here know I'm gay. <laughs> let's establish this today. So we have no issues. And I like what these girls like. Now, y'all straight men, y'all want to deal with it, y'all deal with it, y'all don't, y'all don't, but I'm gay. So, I think that there is a difference between, I think you have to, there's a fine line between withholding information and lying, right? So, here's, no, 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 because you, you're, you're Here making, the gay. you're making it seem like <laughs> people that have withheld their so every person that has withheld expressing... It's a lie. No, no, no. It's not a lie. Yes, it, it, is it the truth? It's No, is but, it it's, the truth? but it's not a lie because you didn't ask. These are not shades of gray. There are. This is black and white. It is not. Are you gay or are you not? But nobody's asked you that. Is you is or is you ain't? No. <laughs> no. Nobody's asked... See, the thing about it is, is that if somebody asks, that's the difference. Okay. But because nobody has asked you... If you choose not to divulge your sexuality, are you proud of who you are? Am I proud? Of course. Okay. But it took me. I, but it took me a minute to but be in proud this of who space, I am. In now, your life, now, yes. In the space of your life, are you proud of who you are? Yes. Okay. So for me, I'm overly proud of who I am. Now. I'm a gay, and I love the fact that I'm a gay. Have you and always been that way? No, I, but let me tell you. Ah! No, 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 what no, no, no. Say? I wasn't because prior to me dating my ex. No one, I, it wasn't a conversation, but I always told myself, if I ever dated a man, that was it. I'm, everybody's going to know. You ever ask me, I'm going to tell you. That's Period. you, though. 
Everybody's that is me. Everybody's coming out situation is not that simple. That is fine, but I'm just talking about for me in my house. (laughs) I'm just letting people know that it. I I never been ashamed about nothing I've done, and because I don't want to live in people's expectations, because if I do, that's going to hinder me as me as being a human being. I've lived through that my whole entire life with my mom being a pastor. So when I became to be able to be a gay, whenever you were able to be a gay, right? (laughs) I can't stand you. I I, I do. But everybody's everybody's situation is not is not that. But for people that listen to this podcast, I just want to let you know, like as complicated as you're making it be, it's not that complicated. People want to receive you or they're not, period. You can never change how people are going to feel about whatever they feel about. But through how you live your life is a different story. And you have to let people to get that own experience from you and how you operate, period. I agree with that. You was looking for the shades of rages, coming out. <laughs> I agree with that. I think that your life will then dictate how people yes. treat you. My cousin, I'm gonna tell you something that I love. So I've been posting anonymous pictures on Facebook. Here we go. Right? No, it's not even about the pictures, really. It's about my family. So I'm posting anonymous pictures on social media. Somebody he's interested in. Uh, someone I'm interested somebody in. Somebody that they be cuddling in. Now my ex, watching girlfriends. My ex, my cousins was like throwing up. They want to fight him. Everything else, right? My cousin like hearted like a thousand hearts on this picture, right? And I'm like. Where did this come from? Because this is not the same energy from the past relationship. It's not the same person either. Uh, Maybe that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming. Listen. Anybody other than. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't mean no matter. But they they didn't really know him like that. So it can't be. They still didn't like him. And if they didn't know him like that and didn't like him, that's that's serious. Well, that's true. Maybe that's that's what it is. I don't know. But I do know that it it was when I saw that, it was like. Very offering because I'm like, they would unfriend me and everybody who might know us, including my family members, because they didn't want to see it. But it's like, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, okay, we we in a different space, you know? Well, you know what's interesting in terms of switching gears for just a moment, uh, in terms of people's perceptions of your personal life. Um, some things, until they are presented to mm-hmm. family and friends, you won't know what their reaction is going to be. Right. Right. And given given that your past has dictated that they did not care for, you know, your your past for whatever reason, that's their you know, they had some kind of insight that you might not have had. However, they want to see you happy ultimately at the end of the day. Well, I want I do want to say this for me, I think it's very different because I'm one of the favorites in my family. Right. And so when I came out, it was it was like a bobble of my family because I'm like the person everyone literally connects with. And so they had no choice but to love me, but figure it out, right? Because it's like, this is my favorite cousin, my favorite nephew, my favorite son, or whatever. So when I came out, it it also gave my other family members the opportunity to come out. Yeah. But it also let people know that as real as you think I am, I'm that real. 
I think that that's important. That that's an important uh, aspect of the situation. Like your coming out is not necessarily always for just you, right? right. Um, so my within my family, obviously being the first one to you know come out mm-hmm. and live proud. My aunt has a child who is also gay, who's much younger than I am. Mm-hmm. But it allowed her to have a conversation with her sister, mm-hmm. my mom, to say, hey. How did you handle the situation? What did you do to, you know, accept and love? And, you know, how did, how did that, how did you maneuver around it? Um, and so I, I look at it as being like a little gay pioneer within my family. I, I look like that um, too. You know, to say, yeah. hey, I, I kind of paved the way for the other gays. And, you know, but. It, and I'm the HBIC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have to kind of think about it. I think as we get older, we think about that in terms of people that are coming behind us whether they're related or friend wise or whatever well i know for me i've always had a rule for me that if i fall in love with a man the next person that asks me am i gay i'm saying yes everybody's not that comfortable well i know i'm gonna say for me that was for me in my house that was my rule (laughs) so i'm saying that that was my rule so for me because i feel like i would never be able to really come out if i didn't do that so when me and my ex got together, when we officiate the fact that we were together, the very next person who asked me, which was actually one of my radio co-hosts, which was like a whole thing because my straight friends were just figuring out that I was gay from a situation that never really happened. It was a long story, but I don't know right now. But she asked me and I was like, yeah, I'm gay. But guess what? That same, the next week we went to the gay club together. Mm. And she was like, hey, listen, this is your business. And she's like, I'm not going to spread it. I ain't talking about it. She's like, if you want to tell it, you tell it. And to me, I feel like those are people you should be around. And just going back to pathological liars. Thank you for switching the gears on the topic. Because I feel like, you know, people do that a lot of times because they're not comfortable with who they are. And they don't know how to be who they are. So they lie a lot. And they voluntarily lie to you. Because they want you to be have a perspective of them based off of even how you know them. You know what I mean? Like It's almost like, I know that you are a genuine person, so I want you to believe that I'm a genuine person. So I'm going to portray this kind of person to you. But really, I'm not. But to me, I feel like the freedom comes from not really caring how people think about you. It takes a while to get there. For some people. It takes a while to get there. For some people. I'm not saying that, I, I'm not going to say for some, I'll say for most. Everybody doesn't have, now granted, as the as society becomes more accepting with the gay community and seeing more colors. You heard that in 2020? Listen, uh, for them to see more shades of gay, as I, I like to call them personally. Shades of gay, okay. I, I call them shades of gay because uh-huh. we have so many different colors within our community. We've got the trans community, we've got the lesbian community, we've got the gay community, the DL we got, community. We got the DL community, we got the bisexual community, we've got the pansexual, we got the pansexual what community. What you call you? Sapiosexual community. Yeah. We've got so many shades within the LGBTQIA plus community. That it and and it takes public displays of every set of those parts of the community to, to, for people to become accepting. So, for example, give, let me give you a perfect example. Okay. So, in I think '97 or '98 is when Will and Grace premiered. Okay. I'll even go back as far as '96. I'm not sure, 
But that's the year that Will and Grace premiered where you saw a gay man, a heterosexual woman, another gay man, and another heterosexual woman cohesively in a group as family members or friends, so to speak, and that became family. But it was the one of the first shows outside of Ellen, you know, being uh, coming out as gay on her that's public show. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, progressing right. in terms of seeing it publicly, correct? Right. So you've got Will and Grace that paved the way, so to speak, for there to be shows like, um, give me some other shows. Rosie like O'Donnell, they come on before that? So who? Rosie O'Donnell. But she wasn't gay on her show. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So you've got, you know, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll tie her into that, though, because okay. she had a talk show at that time. Okay. But as far as her show was concerned, she had a talk show. Ellen was the one to come out on her you show. You know what I feel like was that for me was watching Real Sex on HBO. Well, that's something different. <laughs> <laughs> that was like porn. That's why I remember the gay was normal to me. But that was that was porn for our generation. It was like it wasn't porn. It was like erotica. Well, porn and erotica. Oh, uh, you are you are absolutely right. However, you made sure you had Cartoon Network on that back uh, channel page just in case you need to switch it real quick while you watching real. Actually, sexy. honestly, I could even watch. No, Cartoon Network wasn't even around then, was it? I'm, yes, or Nickelodeon. Let's let's say Nickelodeon just for the sake of the conversation. HBO came on late at night. Exactly, and I but think just even on the cartoon on the Cartoon channels. Cartoons wasn't on the time of night. But something else. It was like Nick and Knight. Nick and Knight had switched over at that time. But it, something That's else. That's on time Cartoons was on. But Real <laughs> Sex came on after midnight. <laughs> and at that time, we had VCRs. And I was able to record it. And I remember there was one episode of Real Sex where there was a strip club. I will never forget it. With all the black men. It was black men on one side. And it was women on the other side. <laughs> I remember. And they showed dick <laughs> on that episode. <laughs> And when I tell you, I rewinded them dicks swinging multiple oh, times because it was so many beautiful dicks on that episode. I mean, it was small to big. I mean, niggas' dicks was dragging the ground. Are you okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, we're not talking about the sex portion yet. However, m- let me get back to my timeline. Thank you. So, what are the twisted sex? But you, then you got Will and Grace. And then you I had, never watched Will and Grace. But then you had, from Will and Grace, then you had. Shows like Noah's Ark and like uh, The L Word so and like great to watch Noah's Ark. I loved Noah's Ark, but I watched it when I got to my relationship. I never watched it before that. But you've had shows like Noah's Ark, yeah. The L Word. Um, never even heard of The L Word. That was the lesbian version of Noah's Ark, basically. Oh, um, and what was the other the the Caucasian? Can I tell you what my gay experience was on on national television? Was the real world when Karamo got on there? Oh yeah. That's when I was like... When he wasn't even... Like, he didn't even look like... Yes. A gay man. I was but, in love with Karama. But my point to that is, is that it has progressed so much so that we have shows like now, like like Pose, where we can see now the trans community for the first time in prime TV, you know, prime television. Or can I tell you a show that's on right now that I really, really love because it's really kind of destroying a lot of shit that's going on? It's Sisters, Teleperry Show. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? No? Okay, so on Sisters, there is a woman on there who's dating a guy who has gay parents. So he wears like lingerie underwears. And she's trying to, she's trying to, she's confused how to date him because she doesn't know if he's gay or not. And I love this conversation because 
Men are not, what do they keep calling this? Mask, something masculine. Is it toxic, mas toxic masculinity? Toxic, toxic masculinity, yes. It's not that masculine stuff. Men are so different types of sh shades of everything, right? So she's trying to decide if this man is gay or not. And he's really a straight guy, right? Who likes feminine underwear? He likes, well... Or lingerie. He likes a lot of things that are considered gay. And it, it, just watch the show because the last episode, he, she, he used a dildo. Okay. Or, or a vibrator or something <laughs> like that. But just to, just to say this, but he's a straight man, though. Okay. Like, he's a, he's a really straight man. But because that stuff is not normal, it's people are afraid of it, right? Who say, who's to say it's not normal? Just because you well, no, 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 no. It's not normal for for black society women. No, I, because it, white women will been eating ass for a long time, and they've been pegging a man for a long time. But for black people, it's been different. Just because it has not been publicized does not mean that it has not happened. Normal means it's out in this in the public, and it's not been that for black people. But who's to say that it's, it? It does just because it's not socially visible does not mean that it's not acceptable. I didn't say it wasn't acceptable. I but, said it's not but normal. No, normal is, is quote unquote acceptable. So you can't, you cannot put that under the same. Well, maybe the definition and what people, what we think is two different things because normal means I see it all the time. But if it's quote unquote, what did you say? But because you have not seen it all the time does not mean that it's not normal. But that's what people, and, but for me, I think that's normal. I see it all the time. Like, I see my mom and my dad, man and woman relationships, that's normal. But for gay, it's not normal for a lot of people. So, with that, like, with this guy, he's breaking all the norms for people because this girl cannot figure out how to date this man because he's had lingerie underwears on. She had, she finally asked him because he wore regular underwears. And then when he had sex, she, he found her dildo, or it was a vibrator. And he put in his button. Now she doesn't know what to do. Like it's it's so I love the conversation because it's breaking all the norms. Okay, so can we get back on top? Okay, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Pathological liars. Thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> we've trailed off so far, I don't even know where we are in terms so of So to reel this back in, there you we're go. talking about pathological liars because I don't understand why it's okay for a person to voluntarily lie to you for no reason at all like you didn't ask for it there's no purpose for you to lie to me like we're not even communicating to the point where you, this is a, a need like it's not going to benefit me for you to lie to me let me ask you a question okay we went way off did did <laughs> and i'm trying to figure out what the hell i know we got there but let's we're back, um, we're back here this is a rabbit hole of a conversation However, I do want to ask something specific in regards to pathological liars. Before so, you do, let's take yes. a commercial break. Hey, this is the phrase of the heart. We'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome to the, the second <laughs> half of the phrase of the heart because we seem to have gone down a rabbit hole. Um, I, before we took a break, I was going to ask a question in regards to your pathologic, pathological liar conversation, right? So, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. Do okay. you identify this person to be a pathological liar who reached out to you. I've always like that. Okay. So, if you know that they're a pathological liar, mm -hmm. what prompted you to answer the phone to know that they were going to lie to you? Um, because we just have a history. 
but you know they're a pathological liar. Well, we have conversations, but it's not. To me, I don't feel like it's always a lie. And I'm always very skeptical about what we talk about, but I know. So for me, I feel like this. When you have people in your life, you know how to categorize them, right? So sometimes you have a really good friend who's gonna tell you everything. You have a friend who, I'm not gonna tell you everything, but y'all still friends. And then you have people who just lie. Like, they just lie. You can't, they can't. But you know that they're lying. I know that they're lying. Okay. But so, like, when you talk to me, like, I don't feel like, oh, you can tell me the truth today. Like, this will be the magical moment that God comes down here and blesses him with the truth. I don't feel like that, but I just feel like, you really voluntarily just lied to me for no reason. But you know that about them. So what makes you continuously accept them? Maybe because I'm not um, in the space that I was before with them. So do, are you saying that you, because you know that they're a liar, you know how to maneuver with them? I think this proves to me that I'm in a different space with this person. But did you know that beforehand? I don't think I, I don't think it was proven to me. But when I realized it, I was just like. I'm really over it. This person actually called me and cried on the phone the other day, and I was like, okay, call me when you get over it. Mm. And I was like, when he called me back, he was over, over it. <laughs> like, I think I'm so disconnected now, which is a great thing for me, mm. that I'm very happy that I'm in the space. And I posted something, with, uh, I'll tell you that at the end, because that's going to be my... Um, your final thought. My final thought. Okay. So I will tell you my final thought at the end of the day, but I'm t- and I'll tell you why. But I feel like God tests tests us up through a lot of things that you go through in your life because you got to know where you at, right? And so when it comes to people that you have been that, that you loved, it's hard to not really want to believe them. Even though, even though you may know they're a liar, it's hard to still not want to believe them. When you get to a point where, like, when you know a lie is a lie, and you can identify the lie from the beginning, it's like you pass the test. I think, I think for me, mm-hmm. if I know you're a pathological liar, everything that you say to me mm-hmm. moving forward, I'm going to assume is a lie automatically. That's amazing. I wish I was, I wish I could always be like that. Like, there's one particular person in my life mm-hmm. who's not necessarily in my life to be for that matter. But however, you know, when we do communicate, which is very seldom at this point, we used to be very close. Mm-hmm. But when we do communicate at this particular time, everything that they say to me, I automatically assume is a lie until it's proven to be the truth. Right. And very seldom do they tell me the truth at this point. So it further proves my point that everything they say to me, or what I believe is everything they say to me, is a lie. I feel like when your heart is not involved, I can get there. But when your heart is involved, like I think that you always want to believe the best. Well, for me, am I? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all didn't see, but I really just gave him like a really nasty thing. That's why the like, I was saying. Cause like I for just, me in my house, like if I had any type of love for you, whether you are a friend. You are a date, or whether you're my boyfriend or my whatever. If I've had love for you, I always want to believe the best. But I, for, and for me, I think that once you've lied to me consecutively or habitually, as the definition gave, once you've lied to me habitually, 
everything that you say to me is going to be a lie until I believe the truth. Until the truth. I just is feel like that's so sad. Like not sad for you, but it's just so sad that you have to I, you have to identify a person as a liar. But that. But see. But and, and I know it's, I know that's not good. Like for, people are going to be listening. I know that's not good. But I just hate to feel like you always have to look at a person as a liar. Because it's like, is that all you have to offer? But that some people do. I know. I mean, I I, I understand that. But it's just so sad to me that that's all you have to offer is lies. I don't feel bad for that. Like, why is that your life? I don't feel bad for that at all because it's a choice. (laughs) But to to me, it's a disability. It's a choice. It's It's a disability. Because for some reason, you're not comfortable with who you are. That you feel like you have to lie, but that has nothing to do. So with it's me. not a choice; it's a disability. It's like it's almost like a it's like a mental illness. No, you made a choice to lie. I don't think people want to have to lie to be, become who they think they are. Want you to feel like who they are. I think it's a mental disability. But it ha- it could not be about who they are. It could just simply be about the fact that they walked into a room. But it's going to elevate them in some type of way. So it's still a mental disability because it's going to elevate them. So in their mind, it's going to elevate them in some type of way. No. They could just be lying just for GP. So give me a lie they could lie for. What would elevate them? They could walk in their room, in this room right now, mm-hmm. and say, oh, these cabinets are purple. Well, you've seen the cabinet. Who would say that, though? A pathological liar. But you... Well, they look a little purple, though. (laughs) He's just saying that to be argumentative. (laughs) My cabinets are... are, I mean, if my eyesight was bad, it may look a little purple. Because they... they, Don't don't try... What are grays? No. See, here's here's the other problem with pathological liars. People try to make excuses for them. And they don't want to say that they're actually pathological liars. You are a fucking liar. (laughs) And, and the only reason, here, here's the only reason why I can so definitively say that, is because I have been a liar. And I know that See, I've been a liar. I, I don't feel like I've been a liar in a sense of people that I'm around who I am, like, are in my company. I feel like I've lied about my sexuality. I feel like I've lied about, you know, how I feel about certain type of things because it's going to hurt other people. But if it's something that's like going to benefit, like this, like, uh, what's what I want to say? Um, affect me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Now, in this is my life now. I'm like 100% honest because I don't care how you feel or how I feel or about whoever else is going to feel about stuff. Like, I just don't want to lie about it because at the end of the day, I'm responsible for me, right. And I'm comfortable enough for myself that if I tell you the truth, if I want to have come, I want to have come on my face and everything else. And which is why last week was very free for me. Just give me a second. I'm saying for a reason. It was very free for me because it was just like, I'm, I can say this out loud. And, and not be afraid of who's going to hear it because That's I like that like. shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a free moment for me. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just trying to be a freak. Who wanted me about cum? It was like, it's a free, it's a free moment for me because. But how many people actually hit you up about cum? So we'll talk about that later. Okay. But, <laughs> but it was very freeing because it was just like, before I would never be able to say that to out say loud. To say that out loud, probably. Yeah. I get it. 
you want to switch gears because I'm sure we're grossly over time. We want to go way over this hour. Thank you. But what was my next topic? I forgot what it was. It's yours. What you mean? It was another topic I had. What was it? Oh, I was having a conference with a guy on loud. So let's talk about sign. All right. Virgo. I was about Virgo because I don't know nothing about else. Wonder why it's done. So I was having a conversation with a guy online yesterday, and he's dating a Virgo. And actually, man, you just talked about this too prior to this conversation that yeah. had to do with this. And I was saying that for me as a Virgo, I feel like that we are very impulsive people, right? Impulsive. Is that what I said? Impulsive. Is that what I said? I was making sure that's what you said. That's what I thought I said. Impulsive. I think that's what I said. Okay. Okay. Hopefully I said that. But we're impulsive people. So I feel like when I start to date people, I'm like marriage mode. And I said this before. I feel like I fall into husband mode a lot. But one thing I've been learning is that I have to protect not only me, but other person from that, right? Indeed. So... I'm going through a new situation, <laughs> and one thing I've started to do is, even though I feel like that on the inside, on the outside, I don't show that, right? Right. Because I want this person to get where I'm at by themselves, and not because I force them to do it. Okay. So, most of the time, like, I'm like, like, auto text, like, my phone is going off in the morning, good morning, and the afternoon's going out good afternoon, and night's going on good night, you know? And I'm to like, the person that you're interested yes, in. Yes. Like and it's like it it gets to the point where even now I'm starting to see like it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just like, you know, once a day, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Whatever, whatever, right? So last night I was sitting with a guy and he was he's dating a Virgo. And I was like, Well, you know, what's you know, what what's the conversation had been like and he said you know the guy was all in he told me he wanted children i do this uh he said he wants to get married i do this he said he basically he's telling his life story right mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my god this is me but you know he's like well the guy draw back the virgo drawback yeah why so the reason why i feel like as a virgo we do this is because we automatically do that off the back right i talk about this all the time on this podcast I, I jump all my shit on day one, right? But when you match that, it's scary because it's almost like we could really be together, but we never took it slow. So now we need to slow pace it. Now that's very confusing. I will not lie. Is that confusing to you? It 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 has elements of confusion. Yes. But the reason why I feel like that we do that is because of this. I know the expectation of the relationship, but. Just because we know the expectation of the relationship doesn't mean it has to move that fast. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you what I want out of who I'm dating. But that doesn't mean that it has to happen tomorrow. It means that eventually this is what I want to happen. So because I spend a lot of time with you and then you start you start to fall into husband mode because automatically I already do it. But I've learned to stop doing that. To me, I feel like as gay men and as people, and this is not just for Virgos, for everyone. I feel like husband mode is for a husband. Boyfriend mode is for a boyfriend. And dating mode is for dating. 
and I've learned what dating was prior to these episodes. So, when we are in these different positions, we have to operate in those spaces because it can scare people away. And I'm learning that through this podcast. Thank you, Dwayne. (laughs) And I'm learning this because I'm always in rush mode, right? To figure out what is it? What what are we doing? What is it? So I need to stop talking to everybody like, but it's just letting it happen and just see where it goes. And that is very scary. I will not lie. It's very scary. And that's not only to Virgo, but period. It's scary to just go into something and just let it happen because there's no control in it. And for me, I want control. I want to, I want to put you here. I want to put this here. What time this is going to happen, where this is going to happen, how long does it need to happen? But I'm learning that the more you give freedom to how you date, the better things will work out because you give options to your dating for the other person versus how you actually want to do things because it's not just about how I want to do things it's about how we decide to do things and I know you're looking at me crazy because we had this conversation multiple times I wasn't getting it but when I had this conversation yesterday I was like that's very odd because I'm always, I'm always, I want my hands on everything. I want to be in control of everything. But in dating, I can't do that. I need you to put a soundbite <laughs> of applause, like right in there. I need like a whole. I think when you, like when you have a mirror of what you do and someone's having an issue with it and you can see it, it changes how you look at it. If you're a mature person, it changes your perspective of that because what I saw yesterday, I was like, that's me and that doesn't look good. And I'm like, and this dude was like coaching me through shit. I'm like, wait, how do we switch around? And so I'm like, let's let it happen. And I'm like, oh God, I got to do this. Like, I have to have my own advice. So I do want to say this to people who are listening and who want to date, like, just let it happen. And I'm learning this. It's a struggle for me. But I'm letting it happen. I really am letting this happen. Like, I'm not doing too much. I'm not doing not enough. I'm doing just enough. And if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. My feelings are not invested in... We'll leave it there. Well, this has been a fair. This a heart with Aaron and Dwayne. I don't think there's anything else. But listen. So first of all, um, yeah, are you shocked about this? Shocked? No, I'm just glad you finally got it. Golly, but it's, it's, it, it was a very it's 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 scary to me. I'm not gonna say like oh I'm like this is what it's gonna be, but I am learning that I cannot keep putting my expectations on everything. No, and I think that it's also important to to note that nobody's negating that it's scary, but I think it's the understanding of how things should should go. I don't even watch scary movies, so like I don't want to be scared. Like 
I just don't. So. Well, we're very proud of you. And we're so grateful that this I've podcast, grown to another level this, this week. podcast has helped you yes. date. Can we talk about what you want to talk about now? Oh, now we want to talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> the first 45 minutes of the podcast has been Aaron getting it off his chest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have to have one episode per season where Aaron has to have his soapbox moments to get it off his chest. Well, this was it. This, was this it. is it? Okay. All right. Now on to the fun stuff. And usually Aaron talks about the fun stuff. So this is going to be a real different situation uh, for us on this episode. So I want to talk about Let's anal. Talk about sex, baby. <laughs> anal coming. <laughs> and I, I am curious because I've seen so many different. First of all, when you Google like anal creaming or anal coming, it is not a pleasant situation. Let's start there. For who? For the Googler. Oh. Because um, you've got several things that come up. But this person had a serious question on uh, this particular platform. Um, and they said, I watch a lot of porn videos. I know that's not a good thing. And I noticed something in a lot of homemade flicks where in professional porn companies that adventure or advertise rather the raw scenes such as black breeds, I'm not advertising these porn places. How do bottoms, how are bottoms able to get wet and the ways they get in the in the amateur clips and they do in the professional clips? Let me turn this way. Uh oh. Okay, so anal coming. Now I've heard personally I've heard there's different perspectives it is a um it is a now what is anal coming so have you seen some, some let me google this i don't know if you should i'm sure there's some, there's some there'll be some videos that are going to pop up that you can watch that let me see the definition ideas. i want to see a video anal coming should i say for a man yeah for men. <laughs> <laughs> so someone posted in this forum while you're looking that up the, the question, obviously, about anal coming or creaming or what have you. This gentleman says, if a dude's ass gets naturally wet like a female's, I would suggest he gets medical attention ASAP. I imagine that any wetness you may see is probably a combination of lube, pre-cum, saliva, or sweat. Um, now, none of it was produced by the, the ass itself. Um... That's kind of suspect. Uh, what, what's suspect? I, his his perspective of it not being produced anally okay. is my my understanding. Anal crazy, right? Okay. Um. Let's see. So here's the thing: if people are using different types of lubricants, however, you know, some people use you know silicone lubricants. Some people use uh, water based lubricants. Some people use. Uh, I've seen people use like cocoa butter oil, which I don't suggest personally. However, um, all of those things will create a buildup of some sorts in some cases. Right. Now, I have been with a gentleman who actually, you know, if, if you hit the prostate properly, he will secrete. Not sure how that happens. Not sure what, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how his, his genetic makeup is made up. But uh, this particular person does 
naturally have orgasms that secrete some kind of situation. Um, I always just thought like creaming was like lotion or cum inside of a man's ass and they just kept going and like it just turned white. And then I keep saying it's like a STD, so. I don't think that that's an STD. There's so many people that can actually do it. However, but you never see white people do it. Cause they're or you never see women who get fucked in the ass do it either. But you, how many women do you see get fucked in the ass? In porn all the time. Girl, you can't get no infection in your booty hole. It's a booty hole. I never see white shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I... I am not again being a verse bottom with well, that. I mean, maybe the porns that I see. Verse I, mean, I barely, I rarely see porn, so maybe that. I you don't, don't know. watch porn? Really? Man, let's start there. Why? Let me tell you something, sweetheart. I don't understand. I don't know how y'all do shit where you from, but let me tell you something. Where I'm from, we don't well, do shit like that. I just rather fuck. Like I just don't want to watch someone else do what I want to do. Can we get some dick this weekend? That's interesting. I, I, I mean. So I will tell you that uh, I'm not going to say any names or nothing like this. Someone sent me a, someone sent me an ass picture last night, and I jacked off three times last night to their ass picture. Whose ass is it? I can't tell you on this podcast. Okay, can you show me whose it is? No. Let me see. No, I can't okay. show you. Okay, don't don't. Okay, I so cannot you know. show you whose ass it is. Do I know them? <sighs> But it was a beautiful ass. Oh, I want to know what it is. It was a beautiful ass. Were they doing stuff to it? Or no, it was just a picture, but it was just like, Ooh, God bless you. That's boring. I thought I had a nice ass, but this is a beautiful ass. Now, if you have been out and seen Aaron's ass, it is high and lifted up. <laughs> <laughs> and it expands. If you see my free Twitter account, Oh, we. <laughs> I think we should just publicize the free Twitter page. I want to see how your numbers would increase. If mm-hmm, you I don't have nothing new on it. Well, they could just jack off to the old stuff. Let's get back to cream. <laughs> so, um, I've also heard that it's like mucus or membrane or something that, that secretes. I can't forgive me. If you know the actual story behind this, please share it um, on one of the comments. But we really want to know what that consists of and, and what that is the cause of any medical friends that are listening to our podcast we would love to know i'm sorry any medical heartbeats we'll call your heartbeats that are listening to our podcast we really want to know what your take is on in creaming um i'm gonna be honest friend i really like watching videos where dudes cream i mean i don't really watch porn like that so i mean i can't even say uh, i like it okay like, so because i don't like random sex partners i watch a lot of porn People would be like, what's your cream with my dick? I'm like, did I do it? Because I don't even know. Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So even people, like, they want you to cream on them, and you're like, did I, did I do I'm it? Like, I don't even know. Is cream on it? Let me see. Let do you have that. orgasms annually? I, I have before, yes. I talked about it once on the podcast. Um, but I have a few times. But you don't think that that produces anything? Or is it just... What does that feel like, friend? It feels like... <laughs> Is it is it like one of our our, our fellow Atlanteans? You're gonna make me pee. It doesn't make you feel like you want to pee at all. Okay, that's really. No. It feels like how you gonna come out your dick. Like it feels like you about to come. Actually, you come. 
I've done that to both a ways. People. Yeah, I've done it to a few people. But it's not like not with a dude that has a big ass dick though. Right. It's like you're hitting it's a like particular a, spot. It's because the prostate is like lower. Yeah. So it's like they're hitting that prostate. So it's just like. Have you okay? This is the, another question. We're gonna venture into the ass a little bit. So your questions are really more nastier than mine. Child, <laughs> you need to switch this segment. Finding finding <laughs> your prostate. Okay. Having sex with people, do you prefer them to find it, or is like I would love for them to find it, but like random hitting and like, do you think people don't know how to find they it? Don't, I don't think people want to find it. Or even consider it, right? Yeah, like it's not a thing because most tops just want to fuck. But when you find guys who are like really into you, which for whatever reason, that's what I find. Because multiple guys have found my prostate that I have had sex with. People that I like really be dealing with, they always find my prostate because I will come without ever even touching myself. You can do that? I've done it multiple times. That's great. But I always do it um, with guys who have small size dicks. Huh. But maybe it's because I have a prostate massager too. So my prostate massager does that for oh, me. Oh, so you know what that feels like. Like I know where it's at. Yeah. So when they're hitting it, I can adjust it. What? Y'all didn't hear what I asked him, and I'm not going to ask him. I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay, so interesting. Um, I, as someone, which who, is why for me, like dick size is not a big thing for me. Interesting. Before it was like I'm like I want the biggest. I want the dick the size of this apartment. But as an adult, <laughs> as an adult, you know it's been different because one, I've become more versatile, and then two, because when I do bottom, one, I love it guy with a curve because oh. it's almost like my my prostate massager because the prostate massager has that curve in it right oh. and so it hits that spot How, what does it feel like when you hit it it feels like i jacked off without touching myself and like each it just, time it's being hit like when i like if you ever if, if anyone's ever used a prostate massager when you you can first of all you know what your levels are because the prostate massage mostly, if it vibrates, it has like I think five different levels. Okay. So, oh God, I wish I could do this on camera, but this is too much. But so it has multiple different levels, right? So for me, I'm like at level three because I don't like the fast one. I don't like the slow one. I like the, like the middle one, right? Okay. And I think because the guy that I first started having sex with when I started. This with guys, yeah, you should do it with his tongue, really. Yeah, I said, come on his tongue, like, come here, eat me out. So, when I feel that, like, it always triggers like everything for me. <laughs> so, his I, tongue was very, I've never seen a man who had the tongue this long before. I, but he, like, literally, like, he would. I know. I um. <laughs> so, I like eating ass personally. However, anybody who is a top should love. Like it should. Like, to me, it should be a requirement. 
And because I feel like this, one people are always like lubrication and all this bullshit. I don't want no fucking lubrication. I want you to eat. I want you to make my ass wet from your mouth. I want everything to be natural. Oh, so uh, I don't want no. I don't. But you I can't said on the previous you, podcast, don't eat it to get it wet. To eat, I said the 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 key to my soul <laughs> is your mouth on my home. No, not what you said last week. But you said <laughs> don't eat it to get it wet or eat it to fuck. What do you? I eat? said don't eat it to just get it wet. Eat it because you like it. Because when you do that, it's gonna it's gonna be more wet. Like it's gonna be not a a task. It's gonna be it's gonna be a pleasure. Like you can't just like oh and then put your dick in. Like you gotta be like you gotta you gotta give it some attention. I want to get some ass eating tips on this podcast clearly because it's like guys who eat ass to just get away because there's no lube are horrible. What you've done is a sin, and there's a special place in hell for a bitch like you. You're like, I don't want to fuck with those people at all. I don't. And if you ever come approach me, and that's your approach, if I only get, if I, I'm going to stop you. But your ass is huge. But my hole is not as big as my ass. But your ass is I don't really suffocate. care about that. It's not. Because there's men who have done it for hours, and they, and they still live to tell the story. So, you sure? I am sure because they've done it multiple times. <laughs> and there's a man who does it all the time. If I call him, he would do it today. You mentioned it. In the I last did. Podcast. So I know that this is not an issue. But to me, I just feel like this: like you don't want me to suck your dick because I want your dick to get wet. Don't eat my ass because you want my ass to get wet. Do like, you think there are tops that don't like their dick sucked? Honestly, can I just tell you, can I tell you something that is kind of weird? I never really suck dick. You know what? I need you to use your lady mouth. I need you to use your lady mouth. <laughs> Why is that weird to you? Because I feel like everybody likes their dick suck. But I just, I never really suck dick like that. I personally don't. I, it, for me, it's... It, now, if I suck your dick, it's going to be fucking amazing. Like, because I've sucked dick for a long time. I've been an old hoe. <laughs> I've sucked dick for a long time. This is such a terrible If You don't have to fuck. I can suck your dick and make you come. I can't do that. Straight up, you're going to get at least two dicks inside of you. For crying out loud, Dina, we only going to be there for three days. Well, three dicks then. But I just don't really do it that much. Now, not to talk about my new situation, but I suck his dick a lot. That's why we end up having sex multiple times in the night. I, so for me, most people don't know how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. And it shows. So then for, like, I don't like people to just randomly do it because it's uncomfortable. So let me say this. A lot of times, to me, I feel like guys who get their dick sucked want to do too much. So if I'm sucking a dick and you trying to, like, shove that shit down my throat, you be like, oh, the teeth, the teeth. Well, nigga, you, you pushing it into my teeth. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> Let me suck your dick. Stop what you doing. But a lot of guys are so, like, just trying to do so much. Like, this is not a porn. I was going to say, a lot of them are doing what they see on porn. Yeah. And it's like, not how things should I'm go. like, hey, fuck my teeth. Fuck, your dick is fucking me up. Like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm about to throw up on you, baby. Make it stop. Oh, god. But some niggas like that. That's so That's a different story. No. But it's like, I just, I just, sucking dick is not a thing for me. Like, for the guys that I'll be talking to, most of them don't even like. There's one guy that I do know. He loves me sucking his dick for whatever. He does it for a long time. I'm like, bro. 
My jaw hurts. You got about two more minutes, and I'm done. Like, I'm about to go home. Like, I just, I don't, I don't like it here. <laughs> so, Get it out of my face. It's too much. Like, but also, I can't really be mad about it because I love getting my ass ache. So, it's like, take your time. <laughs> We're having a lot of side conversations. <laughs> <laughs> that y'all can see. Uh, anyway, I actually know the answer to that question. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, I'm going to tell you why. I do not like this bike conversation. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why I know the answer to that question. Anyway, um, so that's my take. We want to hear from you guys as as far as our sex conversation is concerned. What is your take on coming anal coming specifically, um, and what it is. Well, how do you- so, but how do you feel about that? I like it. Do that anal coming? Yeah. Like, you like cream on your dick. Yeah. It's a healthy though. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I will search. I just don't ever see white people do it. Because they're white. I don't see women doing it on men. Do you dick. watch white porns? I have seen some. I've seen white, black eyes fuck white guys. They're the worst. But they've never came, like, there's never been no cream. I've never seen straight men fuck women and they cream on their dick from their ass. So I really don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. I like it here. <laughs> I don't like white porn, personally. Um, I have seen some white and black porn that was hot to me. Nope. But if there's a white scrotum, I don't want to see I used to, I used to fuck this old white guy. But I don't like it here. But I'm going to say <laughs> The reason why I did fucking was because he used to pay me to piss in him. This has been Affairs of the Heart <laughs> with Aaron and Dwayne. We are not going there. We are not talking about... Well, that's kind of creamy, though. That <laughs> is not creamy. That is disgusting. It I am, money, though. I am a firm believer that any waste belongs in the toilet. I can't deal with it. Well, you used to let it out in the toilet after I did it, but... Oh my god. I, no. No, no. No. We actually it's so funny. I had a little I had, I had a little kickback here the other night and I was this, not invited. It was a very spontaneous kickback. You could have spontaneously invited me. It was a spontaneous kickback. Spontaneous and the conversation veered in that direction in terms of and talks about it was talking about water sports. And I was like, no. How do you feel? Let's talk about that. No. Let's talk about you don't like it at all? So I'm gonna say this. I have done a multiple no one's ever done it on me. But I will say that I have engaged in this multiple times. There was a guy that when I was in my relationship, we had a threesome with this guy, and he wanted me to pee in his mouth. And he drank my Lord, I'll tell you, like not a drop of piss came out of his mouth. He drank every dribble and drop of piss that came out of my dick. I wish you could see my face right now. And there was a white guy that I used to piss inside of who paid me for it. Um, there was Aaron. one guy, there was one guy that I had sex with. And before he even came out of my house, he told me he was like, I squirt. So I'm thinking like, out of his he ass, squirts, I was yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was about like, piss was coming out of his dick. So, I, was it pissed? Are you sure? 
Well, I don't know what it was. Okay. It was coming off his dick, so I'm assuming it was piss. Because I don't know what else besides coming, piss comes out. But <laughs> <laughs> but when I was going in, it was squirting out on him. So, to me, I, that shit is hot to me, though. That's kind of hot. I like uh, it. Yeah. Sorry. So, I'm like, shit. I like that part. I was like taking it and putting it on my dick and then Goodbye. going back into him. And, and we're done. I was. <laughs> That was a little too much. I like, but for if y'all don't, I, I love freaky shit. Okay, like I love when our natural body stuff can be used with us having sex. I, I hate using lubrication and shit. I'd rather eat ass and come to to lubricate everything. Okay, so anything else? That was your only question. <laughs> Well, we were talking. You only asked like one question. Well, that was that we, we. You ready to switch topics? I'm ready to go. To oh, the next now you okay? Now you're ready to go to the next one. We need to go to the next. Is one. this a two-hour show at this point? I mean, we we hit, we're less than we're we're on for like ten. We we got like about ten minutes. Okay. Um, kissing. Are you a kisser? Are you not a kisser? I love kissing. I do as well. I, now, can't, I can't even deal. If we can't do that, I can't even deal with you. Yeah, it is It is a very stimulating thing for me. If you don't like to kiss, I, I fooled around with somebody who blatantly said that they don't kiss when they... Why? And I... And, and to this day, we're not even... I don't even, I don't even see them. Like, I don't even consider them because it, it, it is very... I don't understand that. Aggravating. Because while they were not, and I've been in situations out with them where we fooled around, they didn't want to kiss me, but then like I've been around them with people that they have been interested in, and they'd be slobbering them down. And I'd be like, well, what the fuck? The same person? Yes. Uh, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what What was it about me that you didn't want to kiss me, but you... Oh, that makes me think about something. What was that? So I was having a, um, I got a text message saying, come over and hang out, right? <laughs> Here we go. No, but I, I, I mean, I'm not even talking about this because it was. We're talking about kissing, so it was just it was very cute because we were just like watching. First of all, if you guys have not heard the Here for a podcast, listen to it because I love that show. Here for it. Here for a podcast. Um, it's the Superman and Ronald Mathers. I love Superman. Yeah. And Ronald, both of them, they love all of the stuff that we post. Yeah. I love them dearly. They're really great. And I've never met them. They're great people. I never met them either. But I, so I listened to their show, I think last week. They had me watch this show. Well, they told people to watch a show called Don't Fuck With Cats. Oh, I saw this recently on Netflix. Oh, my God. Yes. So, I recently went over to my special friend's house this week. And special friend? <laughs> I'm calling him a special friend. <laughs> and we were he was watching something. I was like, have you ever heard of the show called Don't I mean this series called Don't Fuck With Cats? He's like, oh I heard about this. So because of then we watched Don't Fuck With Cats. Okay. And before he watched it, it was so cute to me because um he turned he turned it on, but he turned to kiss me on my mouth, right? And before he before I went over, he was like, let's just chill together, right? Which you know, on this podcast, I would say, you know, my favorite time is watching TV, watching Girlfriends with our feet touching, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. We didn't watch Girlfriends, we watched the fuck with cats, but it was still the same thing. So I just thought that was very cute. But watch that, sh- that shit was very good, though. 
If you have not seen, we're talking about Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix. It is a documentary um, in regards to a young man who... Is a serial killer. It was a serial killer. It started out with animals and then started killing people. Um, and Basically killed an animal and a person the same night. Yeah. But, yeah. So, if you... Don't watch Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix. You'll get the idea. But so what were we talking about before? But y'all kids, so I don't even know why. Kissing, you... kissing, kissing. But I was just saying that I thought that was very kind of, it was just very out of the blue. Because he kissed you. Because he kissed me right before we started watching it. I just don't, I mean, and there are, we want to hear from you guys. Like, do you like to kiss? Are you a good kisser? Are you can you even kisser? have a relationship where you don't kiss? If you can, you even have a random hookup without kissing. I, I can't. Because I'm, It turns I me off. My dick goes off. I can't do it. Like, I think kissing is probably the most intimate situation. Can I ask a question? Oh, let's do this first. I want to ask one question before we leave. Oh, uh, yeah. I just think kissing is very intimate. Go ahead and ask a question. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> what would you do if one of your friends sent you a sexual picture that was nice and you were interested in? Not you were interested in them. And so you, but you were interested at these seeing this picture. Now you're interested in them because they sent you a nude? At least fucking them. So you fucking your friends? Well, you're not really friends, but you know each other. Acquaintances. Basically. How well do you know each other? Hi and bye. Social media friends. So now you done got some clients. I mean, we've seen each other around groups of friends. There's no like personal this has happened to me damn i mean we have i don't even know how to explain this shit because i mean it's it's different how would you feel if (laughs) someone you knew sent you something of them and you liked what you saw i would tell them i liked what i saw would you do it why wouldn't i if i was single we're talking about if you're single now. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, if I, I mean, if about. I was single, I mean, all bets are off. Or if you like, have an open relationship, y'all can do it together. So, Whatever. so I've had people slide in my DMs and send me stuff, right? Mm-hmm. As a ploy for me to have a conversation or like kind of get on that level, right? Because when people slide in your DMs, they don't really know how you're going to react. So they they trying to make small talk, and then all of a sudden it, it shifts gears to sex talk, right? Mm-hmm. So people are going to send you people are going to send you news, or they, you're going to send them news, or they're going to try to steer the conversation so we can talk about news. Or videos. It happens, right? So if someone that I've been an acquaintance with, I know personally, I've seen out, hey, how you doing? It's always a good vibe when you see them. And they slide in my DMs and all of a sudden send, uh, you know, a new, like, okay. And if I want to smash, I'll say I want to smash. Like, what? I don't know what you're... Someone sent me one yesterday. Do I know this person? Yeah. And... I never even really thought of this person as such a person. I was that's kind of horny yesterday, and I was I posted on Twitter. I was like, I'm going to jack off and go to bed. And I think he responded to it. I was like, damn, not not happy in my head. And I posted on Twitter, and then they sent me a picture. And I jacked yeah. up three times last night. Okay, and so and I don't jack and I don't jack off. Don't. At all, like I literally, I do not jack off. I just up three times last night, and I am like in my mind, are I want to do it. Are you gonna do it? Probably. When you leave here? Uh, no, they don't live here. Um, Ooh, it's always the people that don't live close. That's okay. I'll make arrangements. <laughs> but, 
tell you what I saw was beautiful. And God blesses me. All right. And I'm like, Kiki Palmer, I was like, I do know this man. I know him. And if I saw the Spanish man, I would fuck that man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, with that being said, this has been a great show. <laughs> oh, what's your final thought? I don't even know if I have a final thought at this point. <laughs> um, do it and do it well. Do it and do it well. Whatever you do, do it well. Okay. Mine is not sexual this week. (laughs) Thank God. But mine is, sometimes God will send an ex back into your life to see if you're still stupid. And we thank God that you're not stupid. And I'm going to leave it at that. So with that, guys, this has been Affairs of the Heart. Make sure you follow us on all social media um, at Affairs of the Heart. On Instagram, we are The Affairs of the Heart. On Facebook, we are Affairs of the Heart. On Twitter, we are AOTH Podcast. Um, if you want to figure all that stuff out, just go on to the Affairs of the Heart Podcast.com or so debonair.com. And that's debonair with the O. Make sure you follow us on all social media on all those podcast platforms. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Please leave a review so we know how you feel about the podcast. You can follow me on all social media at So Debonair. That's Debonair with no O. Or you can find me DWeezy on Twitter or Dwayne Q. DWayne Q on Instagram or Dwayne Queen on Facebook. Again, and if you add me because you've heard of the podcast, tell me. Don't just add me and say, you know, don't say anything. Say, hey, I love your podcast. And send us some topics. Please. We need some. We're running out of stuff to talk about. I'm tired of talking well, about Well, I'm never going to run out of stuff to talk about. But. We need y'all. We want to know what y'all want to hear about. Absolutely. We appreciate every listener that we have. And the um, key to the store is still your mouth on my mouth. But <laughs> this has been Affairs of the Heart with Aaron du- and Dwayne. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye.